0: Check out We Are Calvin, football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range, in store today. Quality products at one-third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Yes, it was
1: great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Javon, nice you in, not nice Yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Fintan Jahl. What a day he is having! Farmers walking the roads
0: near Virginia. How are you? How are you? Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh McAvoy's Super Supervalue GEA podcast on WeAreCalvin.com. I'm Damien Donahue back from down under where I got to see some sunshine. Imagine what that looks like, Paul.
1: Can't remember. It's it's warm, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, very warm and you actually wear these things called uh, they were alien to me and Lowell. T-shirts and shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, very strange. And and tongs. Now that doesn't sound right to, to me because women wear tongs, but in Australia everybody wears tongs.
1: Yeah, well, there flip you go. flops. We call them here. Yeah, th- how, how did you find them comfortable? Yeah,
0: very comfortable. Surprisingly liberating. Okay, very good. <laughs> but we're here to talk about more important things, of course. The the, the world of Cavan, G A A. What's more important than your underwear? <laughs> I can think of a lot of things. <laughs> so I can. Uh while I was away, very busy. Well, it wasn't that terribly busy. I missed one game, the down game. I was back in time for the Ross Common game. Maybe I should have stayed away. The result didn't go away. No, the result,
1: result didn't go away. Um very, 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 very cold. Oh, and was God. coming, Never experienced anything like it. Imagine going from 38 degrees to that in the space of two days. Oh my God, <laughs> Un- unbelievable! <laughs> the coldest I ever was at a match before that was the Monaghan game last year. But this was worse because there was actually a, there was actually a wind blowing in through the press box. It was blowing her notes around and pens around, and it was unbelievable. Cavan had the winning of it, uh, no doubt about that. Probably, I had a, a big call for a penalty not given mm. um, by Cormac Riley. I thought it was a penalty. Um, I thought it was a
0: penalty Matty McLean thought it was a penalty Park Faulkner thought it was a penalty Mickey Brennan who's a mead man a, a, a fellow county man of uh, Cormac O'Reilly thought it was a definite penalty
1: Yeah it looked a penalty to me and then, but uh, you know, I thought Cavan were careless at times too in that you know they had a they had a one on one for a goal and Darren McVeady missed it and he's the one man you'd want probably in that position
0: Can, can we go back to that and, and Darren McVeady did miss it so again it's amazing the week gone by everybody's talking about the incidents and, and where it could have been won and I'm getting a lot of mixed messages from people or mixed opinions so some are saying Queevee and O'Reilly should have gone himself should never have never given it to McVitie and then others are saying when McVitie got it he should have finished it but what's your opinion on it did Queevee make the right decision uh, on yeah. it? Like,
1: I thought it was almost unmissable before. Darrow was like yeah. I'm not, not criticizing Darr because he's he's been Kevin's best player in the league. He's brilliant, like, but yeah. uh, and he's the one man you'd want in that position. But he was he, there.
0: Was there a huge amount of luck involved in Enda Smith?
1: Oh, unbelievable! Luck. Like he knew not knew it. About. No, it, it it came off his backside. Like, <laughs> I think I wrote in the report that he, he literally stopped at Irishways. <laughs> <laughs> like brilliant. it should have. It should have. Darr should have buried it there. If, if you had have, have even held up for a second, you know, the, the, um, Smith's momentum was taken up from right to left, and he He'd actually, kind of, he wouldn't have been able to goal. stop in time. Like, but anyway, look, it didn't go in, and Ruscoman caught us on, on the end. Mickey Hanna wrote a brilliant column this week. He's on fire the last couple of weeks. The Mickey Hanna column, <laughs> mostly football, and <laughs> mostly is that's that actually sums up his life. But uh, <laughs> it does. Uh, he he talked about how why are we so why are we have such as why do we have such a poor record against Roscommon and you know what makes it so so bizarre this record against Roscommon which now stretches to one win in 10 games if you bring in the under 21 all Ireland semi final so nine senior matches and an under 21 all Ireland semi final we've we've beaten them once in the last 10 go back to 2012 and you know in that period of time we've been pretty much neck and neck with Roscommon yeah. you know we've followed them up the divisions and there's never been anything in it there's been no blowouts in any of those games surely once. maybe once
0: didn't didn't come coming after hammer us in the championship
1: oh sorry yeah that 16 points to 5 yeah that was one yeah that definitely Cavan were and Cavan were after getting promoted that year and that's right We're going pretty well but um, yeah that 2014 championship was a funny one I was actually thinking about it last night couldn't sleep <laughs> but, but uh, no I think what, the point that Hannah made was interesting. He was saying that back then he thought that Worscombe probably just had better players, especially up front. Mm. They just had a, a bit of an edge on Cavan up front and that little bit of class used to come through at the end and they win games. Because every game follows the same pattern. Mm. Cavan are winning and then Worscombe overhauled them and beat them. It's it's, it's uncanny. Like there was a, a qualifier game where they lost three seventeen to one sixteen, and in Ken and Cavan were 1-1 up. Martin Riley had the ball in the net after 20 seconds. You know, things like That's that. Right. There was a league league final in Crow Park Cavan were 3 or 4 points up early on missed the penalty Martin Dunn mm. had the win of that game Like and you know Roscommon have tended to win it when it's been when it's been high scoring almost all the games they've won the 370 to 116 that league final was maybe something like scoring, it was 170 it? to 18 points I think you know th- um, games like that the sixteen five, I suppose Roscommon put up Trebler R score that even so Roscommon probably backed themselves that they had the better forwards and they liked the shootout um, Hannah was making the point that he doesn't think they have better players now but he says that the kick out um completely malfunctioned coming up to half time
0: Yeah I, I, I travelled with Michael to the game and I have to say on the way back and as, as, as he pointed out at half time I was saying well look at are going long with the kick-out because Galligan has a good drive against the wind and they want to get it as far out as they can, so why not use it? But I, I, I'm i failing to remember any short kick-outs from Cavan in the entire game. And I mean short, but as in that that where well, there's a direct pass, we're guaranteed to retain possession from this kick-out. And, and it's something that Raymond Galligan was brought in for. Terry Highland brought in Raymond Gallagher because off the tee he could ping the ball to anybody within 35-40 yards. Dead accurate, 100% guaranteed, or 99% anyway. But now Raymond Gallagher's becoming the, the man. He's just kicking it out as far as he can towards the middle of the field. Obviously there's there's target areas and, and he's aiming for his midfielders. But we needed to get our hands on ball. Like There was two runs in the game where Common got, well sorry, there was one where they got was it six scores to R1 before half time eight, 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 eight scores one, to R1 yeah. before half time we needed to get our hands on the ball there retain possession you know get an attack get the ball up the other end of the field just to relieve a bit of pressure and we we continued with the same kick out
1: Yeah well you, you'd imagine a lot of kick out um, tactics are preordained, so you could not automatically blame the fellow who's who's putting his boot to the ball because maybe he's told that this is what what there is to do but, or maybe the cornerbacks or whoever it was wasn't showing for the ball for him but um, like mm. something went wrong there. Like, and you could see it. Roscommon had four or five footballs behind their goal when they were playing against the wind. Whereas Cavan were clearly trying to slow the thing down. And like Cannon was making the point that yeah, slow the game down and use up the time against the wind. But do it in the balls and play it. Do it the way the way Dublin do it with Ciaran Kilkenny
0: Do it the way Cavan done it in the under twenty ones against Tyrone in Brefney Park in fourteen or thirteen, was it? where we basically, for an entire half, just played a game of keep ball. And Tyrone were frustrated. They couldn't get their hands on the ball and we came out and won the game in the second half with the wind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that was a huge thing. But uh, that said, Cavan still managed to get their nose to the front again in the second half and Worscombe closed them down. So, um, it's a little bit of a careless loss, but, um, you know, it's hard to evaluate Cavan because of the way the fixtures fell. I thought Darren were the best team we had played before we played Worscombe. So, I, I, I would say even though Down are down at the bottom of the table, I'd say of the of the other six teams of the other seven teams in the division, I would say Roscommon are probably Tipper are probably the best team, Roscommon are probably second best, and Down are probably third best.
0: But well, actually, and it's funny again, Michael Brennan and Michael Hannan in the car on the way home were, were debating this, and both of them kind of thought that actually Down were better than Roscommon on on the showings of the previous two weeks.
1: I no I wouldn't say they're better, no, I wouldn't agree with that, but um I thought they were a bit clueless down in some of the things they did, like like they had the shooting and sight policy where every time a forward got the ball kind of out in front of his man, he just torn a shot. And mm. every player was doing it and They did some silly things and they missed a lot. Like if, if Roscommon had had those chances with with the ball strikers they have up front, they would have scored a lot more than Darren scored. I think Darren only scored was eleven points or something. Okay. But um but I'd say they're they're the tour best. So my point is the way the fixtures have fallen, Cavan kind of played the weaker teams early on and then it's getting stronger and stronger so they played the third best team they're playing the second best team and they're possibly playing the best team now on Sunday so that can be a good thing or a bad thing but it just leaves it difficult to evaluate Calvin and especially their form has their form dipped a wee bit or are they just playing better teams did they play just as well against Roscommon as they had been playing we'll say against Cork or were they just playing a better team it's hard, it's hard to say I ask I asked someone opinion. it's all It's all subjective Yeah. I ask someone Did do, do you think that at Keevian O'Reilly has lost a wee bit of form I thought he was a revelation in the first few games of the league and someone made the point to me that no it's it's not that he's lost a bit of form it's that Girold is back into the team and that was a very interesting point because cause when Girold is getting an awful lot of ball he, he's not the type of, type of player who kicks a lot of ball into the full forward line when he's getting a lot of ball Cavan tend to run it because that's where Girold's strength is especially in the, the two channels down the left side of, line and the right yeah, side yeah. line and he's brilliant in those positions, everyone knows. There's probably not a player in the country as good in those positions. And um the ball doesn't seem to go in as much. Which yeah. is which is very interesting. But Garoda's come back into the team, we've seen we've seen less of Keevan O'Reilly. You know, Cavan need to fi- figure out a way to get the best out of out of all Both. their good players, like like the likes of those two fellas.
0: Yeah, and, and, and if you can if you can figure that one out, you've got something that becomes very, very dangerous for the opposition because You have the running game with Geroad McKiernan, but if you can utilise your kicking game with Cuevin Riley on the inside being a danger man... Then it's very hard to defend. Sweepers then auto- automatically, if the if the last pass goes in and it's a kick pass to Cuevin, he wins it, turns, takes on one man, goes by him and scores. Sweepers will retreat, close up the space around Cuevin O'Reilly. All of a sudden it leaves space for Grode McKiernan to come running through and he's out at 35 yards. The sweepers still tied in close to Cuevin O'Reilly, space for Grode to shoot. So if Calvin if can figure out how to utilise the best out of those two players... And those two systems, you become very, very hard to beat.
1: Yeah, very hard to beat, and because you because you have so many options to to put up scores. But um, yeah, yeah, I thought they leaked they leaked a few scores on Sunday that they probably wouldn't be happy with, and like they did give up a lot of chances against Darren. I know you missed that one, mm. but like Ray McGallaghan had, had made some world class saves against Darren, and he made a. Like he met another brilliant save from Donny Smith on Sunday. Onus Common, really yeah, unbelievable. Class, yeah, yeah. TG Carr had the clip up on Twitter, and they were calling him Spider Man. It was it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. If you saw that in the Premiership, it would go on. What is Spider Man, Oscar? Spider Fire. Spider far I don't know. <laughs> That's what <laughs>
0: Hector used to say. Far Spider. <laughs> uh, class, absolute class. Interesting too. Um, and we were debating this or talking about this. I was. I met another man about football yesterday. but um, well, we were talking about how in previous years league would start. Garo would play brilliant, first five six lead games, and then the opposition would put a corner back and do a dirty man marking job on him. And because of his influence, affecting Calvin. This year, the player that that has been identified because Gorod had been injured, is Dara McVitie. And I thought Niall Daly going man-to-man on him was something that maybe McVitie wasn't used to. But I saw a massive amount of positives coming from it for the simple reason that he got in the position to score a goal while being marked like that. And I still think towards the end of the game he contributed more to it while being man-marked than... than you know, maybe you would have expected he's a wing back, maybe half forward by trade, but man marking to that level isn't something he'd have been exposed to a lot.
1: That's right, yeah. It's a good point. Um, he's going to have to get used to that. Like, but I think there was enough aggression and um, cut to him, to, to, yeah. like that, he could, to be able to handle that. Like one thing I've noticed about Darren McFadyen is he's a great man to take a quick free. You see some players and they get fouled. And whether they don't think quickly enough, or they don't have the confidence to do it. They, they're kind of like, okay, I've, I've, I've won this little battle. Now hold on to the ball, put it down, look up, don't do anything wrong. McVitie, when he gets fouled, he'd always look for the quick free, mm. and he'd always look to release a player. He did it for for one of the points Cavan got last Sunday.
0: Well, wasn't it? Was it a quick free that he put through a Quevien against Clare? Was that a free?
1: It was, no, it wasn't a free, but it was it was a it was quick, quick pass thinking, play. Sorry, yeah, but yeah. He, he he always is a good man to give the quick ball. Like mm. I do think Cavan are, are in a pretty good place, but. They have it all to do against Tip. They have really do have it all to do. And I, I was writing a column this week about about how winning winning is the be all and end all in in the GA. It probably is in all sports, but especially Gaelic football. Like if Cavan beat Tip on Sunday, it'll be a glorious league campaign. We'll have gone up with five wins, a draw away from home, and a two point defeat um, against a very good Roscommon team away from home. If Cavan lose by one nineteen to one eighteen with a last minute kick of the ball on Sunday, the prism through which we look at the league will have completely changed. Suddenly it'll have been we won't go up, and suddenly it'll be it'll be uh, Osher. Clare lost by fourteen points the following week after we were lucky to draw with them. There were six points up after the second half. We stole a draw down there. That's the worst Mead team in tw- in twenty years. Cork were a joke. They can't play against those the teams. Down down missed three goal chances. You know. It's on. It's all in the balance, and it all depends on on winning. Winning covers everything.
0: It's it's funny, and it, I said this to you off air, but Terry Highland was the one who who made the point. It's never as good or as bad as is generally perceived, regardless of the result. You know, yeah. it's somewhere in between, and the reality being, and actually, I'm going to hold back on what I was going to say there because I, I'm going to heap pressure on on Calvin. I'm going to put the pressure on Kevin. This is. The most important game of these players' lives, you know, to date, and that's the reality of it. It, it they have to get back to Division One. They've, they've done the underage success they've produced, and everybody's talking. Well, where did Cavan under twenty one success go to? If you don't get back to Division One, it's, it's questionable was it worth winning those under twenty ones, and that's, that's the debate. So these Cavanats have to win at the weekend, but. I believe they're capable of doing it. I, I, I don't think Tipperary are a level above us by any means. I think we're we're in that same bracket. I think it's a point or two either way and if, if Cavan use... We've galvanised Breffney in, in, in this league which we haven't done in a long time. Haven't been beaten in the league in Breffney this year, in Kingsman Breffney. So I, I think that... The pressure might suit these Cavan boys and and if you can perform under pressure you can continue to develop. These lads have to perform under pressure now this Sunday.
1: They have, yeah. They have a, Linda. They, it's a if you Anyone who who tells you they wouldn't have taken this at the start of the league, a home game in the final round, albeit against a very good team who beat us last year, but a home game against Tipperary, win that and you're promoted, anyone would have taken that. Like If you had said that to me halfway through the second half against Clare, coming off the back of that McKenna Cup and we're five or six points down against Clare, <laughs> In, in in six or seven weeks time you'd have to win one game to get promoted and your fate will be in your own hands and you'd be sitting top of the table like Cavan are top of the table that, as we speak yeah. going into the final round just you talk about the under 21s I just have <clears throat> just have a thing on my phone here that I was writing out uh, for a piece I was writing next week <clears throat> I, I I used to argue speaking about Mickey Hannon again I used to kind of slag Mickey that he played on the worst ever Cavan team people would say that the worst Cavan team was was a team from 88 to 94 didn't win a championship match in in 7 years but the fact of the matter was there was no back door that time and Cavan were competing pretty well in the league around that time and were, had a lot of bad luck like drawn drawn with Donegal in in the first round in 92 mm-hmm. and they went on and ran into Monaghan a couple of years as well around that time and those games could go anyway i think that the worst Cavan team was from 2008 to to, to 2012 uh, now Cavan have never been in division 4 so I'll read you out a little thing that I, that I was doing here. The la- if you take back in t- around 2008 to 2012, the last of the crop of talent from the 96 under-21 side were near the end of their careers. So you had Larry and Peter Reilly, Jason Riley, Terra McCabe, they were the last wave of players that had, had mm. done something at the underage level. They were all at, near the end of their careers. And a new wave of underage success that had actually won something hadn't arrived yet. So if you take 2008, Kevin were relegated from Division 2 to 1-1 game. For the next three years in Division Three they finished fifth in Division Three three years in a row. Uh both years they won three games. In two thousand and twelve they finished sixth in Division Three, winning two games. From twenty ten to two thousand and twelve, they exited the championship by eighteen points, twelve points, and seventeen points. They lost to a division four team in two thousand and ten in the championship Wicklow. That's right. <coughs> and it, after that after that the curve started to rise a little bit. But between between 2008 and 2012, 2012 inclusive Cavan played 49 matches in league and championship how many did they win you'd hope 25 15 15 matches out of 49 absolutely incredible record so when you're asking us, where, have the under twi- where are these under 21s go to people need to realise how low Cavan went I don't know if anyone actually realised what a slump that was and it's no coincidence that we started the rise in 2013 which was two years after the force of the underage success and it's been rising and rising and rising we haven't seen much success in championship we probably should have met in the final by now mm. but um, you know if you look at Cavan are about are in around the top 10 in the country you're coming from a team that, that won 15 games out of 49 they're now I would say in around the top 10 go my league standings you know at the moment well, they're, ranked, finished, they're ranked ninth.
0: if you finish 6th in
1: Division 3 you're in the bottom eleven in the country yeah now they're in, now they're in the top eleven so yeah okay, they they have risen a lot, but um still have to make the final jump, and the final jump is the hardest, yeah,
0: definitely, but it's look i i I am going to heap the pressure as I said on, I think they're going to win it, I think they have to win it their their need has to show that. There, there has to be that desire to prove. Last year in the championship, they didn't give themselves a good account in the second half against Tipperary, but the first half was blistering stuff. It was by far the best football we've seen Cavan play in, in under Middlin and then, well, going back maybe to the Mead game for uh, on the Terry Highland year we got promoted. So you know, I think I think that there's. There's enough there that we can go out positively against Tipperary and say let's go at these boys let's ju- let's just really take them to the cleaners and push everything forward on them but the pressure that's Ma-
1: that's speak you're coming out with there now yeah
0: but the pressure's on these boys and, and and I think that they have to they have to prove that they can deal with pressure you know and and look at I I believe that they're capable of doing it I think and and I I'll, I'll hold the, the full conversation afterwards but I think the league has been positive overall and we'll, we'll debate that next week maybe after with the, with the benefit of hindsight but I think the league has been positive but it's not as positive as it should be if you don't get promoted Well,
1: it, uh, you know a lot of it comes down it all comes down to Sunday but in terms of promotion and relegation but if we were to take a bit of a tanking from Tip on Sunday you know you'd have to say well we lost to the two best teams in it we, yeah. did, we could have beat Merscommon and we got hammered by the other one um, you know if we beat Tip it changes the view of the Roscommon game. That's my point. Then you're looking back, going, "Just we only lost by two points. We could have won it." Do you know, it's very hard to view these games in isolation. I'm not saying that's right. That's just the way that the thing is viewed. It probably. And I
0: think we should have beaten Roscommon personally. I thought we were the better team. I, I, I personally believe that the lads just maybe didn't play to full potential. And and refereeing decisions, like Killian Clark, caught a frustrated-looking figure going around the field in Roscommon. Now I'm not sure. I thought he got some harsh treatment by the referee and by Roscommon Common, and it seemed to get to his head a little bit. But and I think that might have affected the game overall. I think that the referee in calls, but at that level, you have to you have to be able to put that aside and and continue to drive forward.
1: Yeah, look, Kevin. People still talk about Cormac Reilly's handling of the of the 2012 All Ireland on the 21 semi final against West, against Ross Common. Mm. Um, you know. It was nothing on that scale, like no. I, I didn't think I didn't think he, the referee was to lose now. But you, you talk with Killian Clark, Killian Clark has been from from my money has been played out of position. And like, if you are going to win something, if you are going to win an Ulster title or whatever, you are probably going to need your best players in their best positions playing well. And I I do think that that Killian Clark is our best full-back. He's probably our best centre half too. Mm. And he's like I, I think Park Faulkner's been a revelation at fullback. I wouldn't I wouldn't
0: move him out of that position. I think he's been. Probably, probably our, our most consistent defender throughout the the league for me, um, Park Faulkner. To me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change him out of that position. I agree with you. I don't think midfield is killing Clark's position, um, and I think that there's the possibility that Kieran Brady, he's brilliant at centre half on the driving forward, but I'm not too sure about holding in the middle, now maybe his role maybe he's been told to go out and do a man marking job, and therefore the middle has been left open, but I think we're a bit too exposed down the middle sometimes, so maybe Killian Clark in at six and Kieran Brady going out onto the wing could be another option or but look it it's all it's all uh, i'd
1: bring I'd bring Faulkner out to center half i i I don't like I love Faulkner as a player, I love his aggression, like he's old school like and he and he can play a bit of ball too I oh, can yeah. uh, like he's very strong physically like he's great. At, you you're gonna get everything from him, like I'd have him on the team every day of the week, but I, I wouldn't agree with you that uh, that he's been playing that well in the league. I, I think I'd bring him out the field. Like I think Killian Clark in my opinion, having watched him play m- majestic games for Calvin Miners on the twenty ones and seniors at full back, I would say put Killian full back, put Park centre half, Bob's your uncle, we you win all The
0: best the the, <laughs> the best maybe debate for that is where was where was Killian's best games last year for for Cavan or in the past two years. He was in the backs. In the backs against you know,
1: Mayo, he done a man-marking job on Killian O'Connor Killian and O'Connor. then he did Paul Gaiani the following week didn't did give him a right. kick of the ball. Yeah. Do you know like I I think like he's he's a great athlete and great player to be to be doing quite well where he is in the middle of the field but like I think we can get more out of out of a great player like him and but I had to say you know you, you mentioned Kieran Brady. I think he's been a revelation. He's mm. been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um like coming up, kicking points, and just 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 driving the team on has been inspiration. That, that's exactly. I think I think his inspiration on the ball, his leadership, has been
0: just exemplary. So
1: Kevin Listen, O'Reilly mentioned him in the program when we we're on the subject um, as the best motivator in the squad last week in a wee fact file. So that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, he also
0: said that he likes to go on warm uh, weather holidays. So Ross Common was not the place to be for Kevin O'Reilly last weekend. That's but, for sure. Um, we'll move on. Quickly, but I want to get your prediction before we do. Um, Cavan or Tipperary this weekend? Will Cavan get the promotion? Um, Going to the head. Big spotlight on you.
1: Ah, yeah, why not? So i go with Cavan, yeah. i go with Cavan, but but it's going to be very, very close. It's going to come down. It's going to be just as close as last week, I think, and it's going to come down to probably a kick of a ball. But, yeah, Cavan. Good stuff, good stuff.
0: Moving on, Cavan on the 17s um, opened their Ulster League campaign uh, in Inishkeen on Wednesday night. I went down to watch it. Again, bitterly cold evening, but um, they were beaten by Monaghan quite comprehensively. 10 points to 4, I think, it finished. But um, I suppose, Paul, it's it's difficult for John Brady. The St. Pat's a fast team was impeding on his preparation, and, and credit to him, and, and he allowed the Ranafast team to go and try to prepare properly for this, so he's only really getting his panel together in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, can't expect miracles straight away.
1: I know. No, he wouldn't be wouldn't be looking too closely at that under seventy league. To be fair, now it's it is only the league, mm-hmm. um, and Kevin traditionally haven't done well in that league at all. Done well last year though. The, yeah, last year they did well. They got, well, they got the semi-final of the under seventies, wasn't it? And final. the minor, both the minor Were they beaten in the final Of one of them Or the semi-final
0: No I think it was, it was Semi-final in both Tyrone beat them in both
1: Oh that's right Yeah that's right Same day in Killegarry. Yeah and then it was they got to The Ulster final Of the under seventeen right. championship yeah. yeah Tyrone beat them in both yeah, So they did well last year They put up some big scores As well in that I remember they beat Monaghan Something like 15 points to one That's right In one of the games Which was a remarkable scoreline yeah. But ah, look I think I think we'll judge them Later on down the line
0: Yeah there's plenty Plenty of time To, to keep a look at them The Cavan ladies are out this uh sunday i think it is down in waterford good enough league campaign for the Cavan ladies coming to a close
1: yeah i saw them against against armagh and uh in a drawing game down in bombay there back in february and they were they were really good um, they've had a few injuries but they've introduced a lot of a lot of new players as well there's always a, a lot of flux on the ladies panel i suppose but um yeah no, they're, go, they're going pretty well they're going pretty well the waterford will be a good test cuz waterford beat them in the championship last yeah. year yeah. so that'll be that'll be a good test um that'll tell them where
0: they're at yeah fingers crossed the very best of luck to them I want to just say because the decision was made while I was away in Australia and I did have a podcast with you Paul where I said that if Cavan don't um, if the clubs of Cavan don't vote for option two when it comes to the All-County Football League that we will be playing football again after championship and in November December and I have to say, a huge boulevard through the clubs of Cavan. They voted through Option 2 and it's going to mean some pain for some clubs for this year and maybe for next year or the year after, but it's, uh, it's going to, I, I genuinely believe, it's going to improve football in Cavan. I think it's a hugely positive decision by the clubs of Cavan to go for... Uh, option to get the club players playing football and you will have your county players for all of your championship games and you'll have them for a few of the club games as well. So I, I didn't want to go by because I, I genuinely thought that the clubs weren't going to vote for option two.
1: Well, there you go. We always give out about the clubs but <coughs> if they had their thinking caps on there. Yeah, no, I think it's for the best. Definitely it's for the best. Yeah, it definitely is. So
0: best of, best of luck to all clubs. The All-County Football League will start. The Reserve League starts this weekend the all county football league proper will start the following weekend um, regardless of whether cavan are in the the national league final the alliance league final or not it's um it's going to it's going to take place i think on the sunday evening if Cavan are in the league final or something like that. I've seen an email coming out. So uh, Best of luck to Cavan. I personally believe that this time next week we'll be blowing trumpets and and, uh, celebrating that Cavan have gone up to Division 1. I think these lads are are capable of doing it and I wish them all the very, very best of luck. Um, If you can't make the game, don't forget to tune in to Northern Sound. It'll be full live commentary on Northern Sound with myself. Brady's Arvald Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.